Hi, Athalia here. Just wanted to add a note before the podcast episode started. Um, there are creatures in this book called Hunduns, and we pronounce them as Hudans quite a few times. Um, you'll notice that the pronunciation was pretty challenging for us throughout the episode, but we tried very, very hard. So please, please, please forgive us and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Novel Idea Podcast. I'm Liz. This is Athalia. Today we are breaking down Iron Widow by Sharon J. Zhao. <laughs> it is an exciting podcast. I was really excited to read this book because I have followed this author on YouTube since they started. I guess I'm thinking they might have already had a YouTube channel, but this was like a new YouTube channel oh, for them. Okay where they break down um, cultural films depicting mm. Chinese culture and stuff like that and how it's either wrong or right and oh, kind of historical context. Recently made one on um, Squid Games too. I saw that one too. Yeah. So not necessarily just Chinese-based media, but kind of just like a lot of Asian representation type of stuff. Yeah, and kind of getting into the nuances of like the simple things that Western culture seems to always get wrong and how it literally would have taken just a couple seconds more of research. Just to, a little bit. To just do right by the culture. A little tweaking. Yeah. So they wrote a book that they describe it as Pacific Rim meets Handmaid's Tale. I was going to say Pacific Rim Hunger Games. That's honestly, I got more of a Hunger Games vibe. Yeah. yeah. Because it is a YA novel. I think maybe in like a rated R version, mm. it could be a lot more Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. but in the YA version, it has more of like a Hunger Games feel yeah. to it. Yeah. So this book takes place in the dystopic future mm-hmm. of China, and these giant monsters are like invading their provinces, and so the humans have to fight back using mecha suits, mm-hmm. which they call chrysalises. Yes. And they're piloted by one man and one woman. Mm-hmm. And the woman is usually the man's concubine. Well, is the man's concubine. And the woman, 90% of the time, dies because the man draws on her chi, chi yeah. to power the chrysalis. And It's almost inevitable. To yeah. To the point where... It's if, accepted you're gonna die. Yeah. When women go to enlist, there's like a guarantee that if your daughter dies, you'll get some money like from the government. Which for... is what they want. Yeah. The families basically are selling their daughters to become concubines to the pilots so that they can get money to pay for brides for their sons. Yeah. yeah. So it's a twisted, twisted cycle. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. From the jump, you're like, okay, so they still don't respect women. All right. That's great. <laughs> what i was thinking i was like we're like two million years into the future and there's still a patriarchy damn it things have not changed (laughs) it's actually seems to be a lot worse yeah pretty much yeah 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 yeah. and it's loosely based off of china's only female emperor wu zitian wu zitian yes Yeah, yeah 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 we're gonna attempt some pronunciations here Obviously, neither of us speak Chinese. Um, We did some base level research on how to pronounce everything. We're going to do our level best. Yeah, we definitely don't want to be disrespectful at all. We really did love the book. Yeah, love the book. Difficult to pronounce in my head. (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, so it's based off of real life emperor 
first woman emperor period yeah in, in china's history loosely based loosely like, based wu zetian yeah the yeah. name is taken and some of the um personality oh yeah, yeah yeah absolutely is taken and kind of placed into this character but obviously she is not supposed to be the actual first emperor no but it's it's kind of a base jump but you can definitely see the like the nuances of the weaving of the stories because they saw their youtube videos of the actual history of it and i right. was like okay i get it it mixes in my yeah, head yeah which i think is so awesome that they did a, a modern take on it they did bring a lot of historical context into this book and i think that's what gives it that extra edge of this is really interesting because you can look up their characters online and their characters have a root in some sort of um historical context oh yeah absolutely and i was watching their videos on um when they were trying to get published and how their previous books agents were reluctant to say that they didn't want it like they were interested but not quite and yeah so um Jiron was trying to figure out like what what's missing but the world building in this book is incredible i love it i was super afraid because sci-fi is very intimidating to me a little bit yeah. yeah but this was incredible i think it comes from the fact that there's a lot of in sci-fi it's made up terms but it's all very mechanical mm -hmm. and so in my mind like i just see mechanical mm -hmm. and it's really hard for me to differentiate like images mm -hmm. that's just how my mind works mm -hmm. but um i think they do a really good job of describing each like the difference between the chrysalises and the hudons which are the alien race that are attacking the humans mm -hmm. and because they make their chrysalises their mecha suits out of the hudons spirit metal yeah which is what metal. they're they're made of yeah and basically everyone has chi Different people have different types of chi. Earth chi, fire chi, water chi, earth... I think I said earth chi again. Yes. Um, and so wood, fire, earth, metal, water. Yeah, so everybody has different levels of chi. And each one has their own advantage and disadvantage. Yes, and um, when women enlist, they get their chi measured to see kind of like what their level's at. And usually pilots that pilot the chrysalises, their chi levels are A couple very thousand. High. Yeah, very, yeah. very high. The average, apparently, for women is like... 600. 80. Yeah, six... No, I think that was... Oh, no, that was because she was special. Yeah, she said that the average was supposed to be like 84. Which... Yeah. Spoilers, we find out, may not be true. Yeah, so... Because she... a woman's chi level supposedly is so much lower, she has no opportunity to match with a man. And so the man basically has no choice but to draw her chi into himself and use up all her energy. Yeah, the female her. pilot is definitely passive through the whole experience. Yeah. She's there. They even say it in the book, a lot of the leaders where they're like, you're there to support the man. Yeah. He's the one who's going to win the war. You need to give your support and your adoration to the men so they feel like they have someone rooting for them, Which I guess. Is insult to injury to me because like, not only am i walking to my death you're gonna suck my chi out of my body too feel my last fears no thank you so initial thoughts of the book obviously yeah it was we liked it. super incredible i wish a book like this existed when i was a kid same z's like it was awesome basically every badass female character that you wanted to push the envelope more Wu Zetian does that. Yeah. Where you're like, 
she is going to the edge where you're like, yes, take no prisoners. Like Alana of Trebon times 10. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still love Alana. Yeah. I will never not love Alana. Oh, yeah. She's, she's incredible, too. But um, it definitely has, you know, it's the the female warrior stands up and takes what's rightfully hers and tears down the patriarch while she's at it. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, unrealistic because obviously Zetian is constantly battling through what she wants to do and basically societal norms. She keeps, she she constantly questions herself, you know, is this really what I need to do? Is Do I really need what to do What do I owe way? to my family? What do I owe to my country? What do I owe to my people? Versus what do I owe to give to myself just to be my own person? Yeah. Like, what do I have to sacrifice? Why do I have to sacrifice everything within myself? Exactly. So it's like going constant back and forth between like, what do I deserve? What do people deserve of me? And it was very realistic. Because if it yeah. was just like straight from the drum, she's like, I know who I am and I know what I'm going to do. I would have been like, well, dang, what are we reading about? Yeah. But it was very relatable. A lot of struggle. Yeah. So I also, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was a really thrilling ride from the get-go. You're thrown into a lot of action. And then, but there are some like calm moments that you can kind of catch your breath. Like, I don't necessarily like it to be like back-to-back action. I need some moments of friendship and kind of yeah, actually things building relationships. That are pushing the plot forward that yeah, is right. in action. And even the action part, sometimes it gets wordy, like in other books where you're like, oh, here we go. Too much. Yeah, but it was very interesting because it's something I've never imagined before. And the ending, I'm not going to say it now, but obviously there will be spoilers in this podcast. The ending was a mind trip. Oh, yeah. So, and usually I get super pissed at stuff like that, but now I'm I like, loved it. I actually really loved it. I was like, what happened? So, I'm going to read the sequel. This book is book one of I don't know how many. They haven't come out with the second one yet. Yeah. And I don't think they've said how many are going to be in this series, but so far, this is book one. So it ends on kind of a cliffhanger, yeah. which where you know for damn sure there's Ooh, gonna things be are a gonna sequel. go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the book starts out with uh, Wu Zetian. She's with no, her. no, no. It does not. Oh, it starts off with the prequel. Excuse me, <laughs> I was thinking chapter one. My bad. Well, the prequel is important. Okay. The prequel did kind of confuse me a little bit. Yes. So the prequel starts off where you're introduced to a prince level. They level the chrysalis pilots by a royalty level so he's a prince level chrysalis pilot his name is young guang yeah uh, <laughs> we're trying so it just kind of puts you in his mind of how the battle is going and then him taking the energy of his concubine into himself and he's like oh i feel her fleeting life as her energy drains into me but i can't think about her right now because i'm fighting this battle and he's like, and I can't know her name because if I knew her name, I'd have to know all my concubines' names. And that just makes you sad. And it's like, I wonder how she feels dying. Yeah, you're reading like what the book is about on the inside cover and you're like, okay. And then you read this prequel or this prologue and you're like, wow, <laughs> things are just not great for women. Yeah. Here. And then it cuts to Zietian and she's in a field with her best friend, also possible love interest. Mm-hmm. There's some heat between them. And his name is Gao Yiju. And he's like a really rich figure. Yeah. And so he sneaks out 
once a month at the end of the month to come see her and they kind of just have like a friendship bond but there's a little bit more and we cut to a scene where he is plucking her eyebrows Mm -hmm. because she's decided to enlist as a concubine Mm -hmm. because we find out that her older sister had kind of enlisted against her will as most women kind of do kind of don't where we enlist for the opportunity of maybe having power Mm -hmm. but her sister had enlisted and we find out her sister died and we find out that Yang Guang was the one who killed her. And something had happened where the family didn't get the money after. Because she didn't die in battle. Oh, okay. okay. She died before battle. This is where I was slightly confused with the um, prequel part or the prologue. Because I was mm. like, at first I was like, oh, it, was that supposed to be her sister? But then they're like, no, 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 that wasn't her sister. Did that was she? just some random concubine. never explained how her sister died. I have a theory, but... I was kind of confused on that, okay. too. Well, maybe we'll find out in the second book. I hope so. I okay. hope we get some more for yes. Big Sister. So, Gao Yijia is uh, plucking her eyebrows so that she can be kind of presentable for when She has a... to be conventionally attractive to get picked as a concubine because Yang Wang is a prince-level pilot. So, he needs someone who fits his attractive look because you are a concubine in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. On top of, like, right. letting someone seep your freaking spirit from your body, pretty much. You also have to be there available for them sexually. Yeah. So, there's a part in this uh, chapter that I thought was really interesting, which kind of told me, like, oh, snap, we're going to be exploring sexuality, was uh, the butterfly that they saw. Oh, yeah. Where the there was a butterfly that they saw where one wing was all white with a black dot and the other wing was all black with a white dot. And Zetian was like, I've never seen this before. And Yijia was like, oh, so these butterflies can kind of switch genders. Like they're, they're This not- one is female and male. And she's like, I didn't know something could be female and male. And he was like, oh yeah, there's like a lot to the layers of gender and blah, 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 blah. And like through nature. Yeah, and even in that moment, she's like, Hold up a second. I did not learn this. This is revolutionary. I mean, we don't really explore it too much until like a little bit later. It kind of opens the door of how she's going to kind of go about all of this. Yeah. And so she's decided to conventionally make herself attractive and he's helping her out. So at the end of this chapter, she kind of says to herself, like, she's going to regret it if she doesn't tell him how she feels about him or what she's going to do because they're such good friends and they have some chemistry like chemistry. there's always been something yeah there's there. like a spark there but she knows if she gives into that then she might end up just being a, like a, a notch in his bedpost yeah. or just like another like he's a rich city boy yeah how do i know he's not actually lying to me and he actually feels any sort of way for me yeah and you're gonna, i could just be like a toy exactly and you're gonna be like every other woman that you resent pretty yeah. much and so right as soon as she's going to leave the meadow she tells him she's like hey I'm going to kill him because he killed my sister. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And she's like, okay, I'm gone. Okay. This part. Oh my God. This made me cringe through the whole. Are you talking about her feet? The whole time. I have a thing with feet. I hate any description with toenails and feet. I don't know what it is, but if feet or something are being crushed or in pain, it Gives me such a strong visceral reaction. I do not know how she was, like, just even walking around. So she has bound feet. Lotus feet, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is... An ancient Chinese practice. practice, 
where they would basically break your feet and then tuck your toes under towards your heels to make your feet as small as physically possible. Basically insinuating that you... You're walking on your own toes. Yeah, also you Ugh. you don't need to be doing strenuous stuff. Women aren't, aren't for that. Yeah, like you're not supposed to be walking around. You're supposed to sit down and look pretty. Yeah. That's your much. job. Yeah. So she has to walk with crutch kind of thing. Like a cane. And then like every night she has to like soak her feet and wash them. And it's not okay for men to kind of see that happening. Right. Which she, is like. She can't unbind her feet in front of a man because it smells disgusting and you're not supposed to. There's no part of you that's supposed to be disgusting in front of a man. That just pisses me off. I was like, but so they describe her walking back into town and she has to hobble. Every she single has to time like, do, 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 do. she's talking about how she's sore, she's walking, and I'm like, it makes me... And she's like walking on her freaking knuckles, man. Physically cringing as she describes herself walking. That's why I was like, someone carry her, please. Right. Someone help this girl out. Later in the book, she does get a wheelchair, and I'm like, thank you, because this girl needs help. Yeah, so she ends up going home, and then of course... She ends up tripping. Oh, she does trip, yeah. And she gets all muddy, and a battle breaks out between the Houdans and the Chrysalises. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're first introduced to um, the Vermilion Bird. So the Vermilion Bird is technically a king-class chrysalis, but it's piloted by a murderer, and he killed his father and his brothers, which is, like, one of the worst sins you can commit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, filial piety is, like, a huge thing. Yes. And so he committed patricide, Mm -hmm. which is a huge, huge, horrible thing to do. Mm -hmm. But he is one of the... He is the strongest chrysalis pilot. Yeah, his, his, like, chi levels are through the roof i think at that point there were like ten thousand. yeah yeah when it's like an average base level for the male pilots is six thousand. yeah so he's a couple thousand ahead of him he's king class pilot pretty much any woman that's piloting that with him will is die. going to die there's no doubt about it they she even comments that she's like he doesn't have concubines he has victims yeah yeah they're they're gonna die yeah and so she comes in while her Dad, grandpa, and brother are all watching this. By the way, they have technology tablets. Um, Yi Yi her friend had a tablet that she kind of he kind of showed Zetian sometimes to like learn stuff. But she's a woman and yeah. from a poor village, so she doesn't get any of that technology. Yeah. So her dad, her brother, and her grandpa are the only ones that are allowed to like look at the tablet. Yeah. And the grandma, the mom, and Zetian isn't allowed to. And Which her, is so yeah. annoying. Yeah. And so she comes in and her mom's like, why are you so dirty? Have you been messing around with a boy? She's like, oh my God, mom, no. And she tells her mom, she's, I've decided to enlist. And that's when her mom notices the eyebrows and she's like, oh, you finally decide to make yourself pretty. It's like, you're not even thinking about that I'm going to die. But then we also get a look at kind of the family structure. So dad and grandpa are obviously the patriarchs of the Mm -hmm. family. And her dad sees her all muddied up and just loses his mind and starts screaming at her and calling her names, calling her a whore, you know, obviously on the assumption that she was like rolling around with a boy or something. And she's like, I just tripped. Like, that's all I did. I just tripped because I don't have feet. How could I not? Yeah. I have stumps. Yeah. Yeah. Cringing. And so eventually she kind of yells back and then she locks herself in her room and is like, oh, I'm unbinding my feet so you can't come in. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. And so her father has to leave because he's even he is not allowed to see her unbind her feet. She says it's 
worse than like taking off your shirt and like exposing your breasts. Mm. It's 10 times worse than that. You can't see my feet. Yeah. And so she kind of is like, I'm joining the army. I can talk back now because what are they going to do? I'm already sending myself off to die. Yeah, like literally the worst that can happen is what's going to happen. So her mom comes to talk to her and she's just like in her mind, she's like, I really want my mom to talk me out of this. I want my mom to show me that she cares. But her mom's just excited for her. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, good. You're finally doing the proper womanly thing. You're becoming a concubine. Um, Not what I would want for my daughter. But thanks for letting me down again. Yes. And so... The next day, somebody shows up. Mm-hmm. It's uh, her... She thinks it's them coming to collect her for the army. Yeah, but it's her friend Yi uh, Yeah, and uh, he's trying to talk her out of joining, being, or enlisting. And he basically is like, I'll marry you. I'll buy her. God. He tells her family. He's like, I'm going to buy her. It's fine. I will give you money. I'm rich. He is from the richest family in the capital. Obviously reacting from emotions... He wants to save her life. This isn't the, like, if money was the issue, I would, I would marry you. But that's not the case. That's not the problem here. The problem is my sister was murdered and I'm going to avenge her. Vengeance is on the brain. Okay. So she takes him to the room and she's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You can't stop me. It's been, it's been rad. And then it's been real, bro. Yeah. And then they kiss. They give a little smooch. And then she leaves before he can do anything else. Yeah. So she's taken, and this is where it feels a little Hunger Gamesy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that she's prettied up for the concubine ceremony and for the um, chi ceremony, where they have to like weigh her chi and see how strong she is. Yeah. Find out her chi levels, and they make her all pretty. They give her like this fox style hairdo, and they put makeup on her and give her like kind of a risque robe yeah showing off her features yeah her breasts and her her back and she's a little plump as they describe in the book i don't know what that means in terms of like how plump she actually is it's all subjective there was a point objective there was subjective or objective it's all subjective but yeah there was a point where someone was like oh you should sleep with her. It's okay that she's a little chubby. And I'm like, I will punch the crap out of you. <laughs> and my thing is like, is she actually chubby? Or is she just thicker than a normal, Listen, bro, like skinny mini girl? You just want a weak, frail thing that you can suck the soul out of. Exactly. Okay? So like literally any flaw, you're just going to try to attack to like break my spirit. So screw you. But so they do the chi level test and it turns out she has a level of like 600 which for a woman is very high Mm -hmm. and they're like oh you might become his one true match his one true match which is when a female and male pilot can actually co-pilot together in like perfect sync and the woman survives Mm -hmm. and you become a one true match and you're basically married Mm -hmm. and you can pilot a very strong chrysalis Mm -hmm. And so the higher your chi level is, the higher chance that you will be able to survive. And then you and the male pilot go on to keep piloting together. Yeah. And it's super rare. Because, and you get promoted. You're no longer concubine. Yeah. It's rare because obviously women die so frequently. So, yeah. Um, it's yeah. very high for a woman's chi level to match that of a man's. Yeah. And so. Which we find out why later. Yeah. And so the women are all sitting there waiting for this other chick to be done with her chi stuff. And um, Zetian had told, like, the hair lady, like, hey, I want to keep this pin in my hair. She has a pin in her hair that's actually a mini sword needle thing that she's going to stab in Yang Wang's 
neck yeah. and like murder him with stab his jugular yeah so there's this chick beside her is like i oh, need to take that out it's ugly she's like it means a lot to me and so then she tries to take it out of her hair she does take it out of yeah. her hair and zitian's like listen um this will be the last thing that you do if you do not give it that will back to snap me. your wrist yeah. if you do not give it back to me and then lo and behold young young guang comes in and is like hey you should give it back to her. She seems serious. She's fiery. He likes it. He's I, like, oh, she's fiery. I hate she's sassy. that. It makes me so disgusted when a guy tries to like fetishize qualities about you. Yeah. Like, oh, she's spicy. It's like, I will literally stomp on your throat. Yeah. Like, shut up. And she's actually kind of taken by him. Yeah. Where and- she's like, he is very handsome and he's being very nice. Did he actually kill my sister? This is what makes it realistic, okay? Because for someone to have, like, the complete hive mind to be like, nothing's going to deter me, that's totally unrealistic. Right. But for her to be like, was I? did I make up all of this stuff? Am I completely mistaken? Because there was never any proof that he killed her sister. And when her sister would kind of, like, I don't know, like, futuristically FaceTime home, she would have bruises and stuff. But she was like, oh, I ran into a drone or this happened. You know, I fell down the stairs type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there'd be nothing that she could do anyway. Yeah. And so she had, she just had the feeling that he killed her, but there was no concrete proof. Mm-hmm. So she was basing all this on a feeling. So when she actually meets him and he's kind of this young, dashing, handsome man who's being very flattering to her. The thing is, though, which again... Could this nice man really have killed someone? Exactly. But what she doesn't know, because she doesn't have very much experience, this guy plays this this trope with every chick. He knows he's handsome because these pilots are celebrities. Mm -hmm. So he's using his celebrity status to kind of flatter. So he ends up choosing her. And he's like, okay, you're going to be my concubine. You're going to be my pilot. And she's like, that was easy. Right? All right. Check. Dumb man. Got it. Yeah. Just have to bat my eyes at you and you're all ready to give me a go. Yeah. So they bas- they go back to his place, which is like a super nice lost Sweet. situation. And so then he like, they go to the bed. Can I stay here just like without you? I know, right? <laughs> so they go to the bed and they're like talking and canoodling a little bit. And then all of a sudden. Alarms. Alarms go off. And she, so she's a, what they call a maiden. So she's She's a virgin. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of like, okay, I'll have to sleep with him tonight just to stay close to him. You're expected. If you agree to be someone's concubine, you're going to sleep with them. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer that that's what's going to happen. But so they're about to kind of get down to brass tacks when the alarms go off. And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, time to go to battle. And Zitian's like, whoa, I didn't prep. Because she honestly thought she would kill him before a battle would even happen. She did not plan to even go into battle. No, no, no. She's like, I'm going to kill him. And then whatever happens to me, happens to me. I I did what I wanted to do. And the rule is the closest concert to you is the one you drag into battle. And so she is losing her mind. He binds and gags her. Yeah, it puts like tape on her mouth so all she can breathe is like through her nose, which is very hard. Caused me to have a panic attack. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> a doctor told me I had a boggy nose, and I know I'd probably pass out. Yeah, I don't get a lot of oxygen through my nose. Okay, <laughs> it'd be horrible. Yeah. So he throws her into the passenger seat, into the yin seat. Yin seat. He sits in the yang seat. She sits in the yin seat. Which I thought was really interesting because in my mind I kept trying to like not picture Pacific Rim. 
because they're standing parallel to each other. Right. And so in this, he's sitting above her. She's sitting slightly below him. Yeah. Where he can grab, like he can wrap his arms around her. Yeah. And so when you sit into the seat, needles for your spine kind of poke out to kind of get your, your chi going. Yeah. And they attach to the mecha. Yeah. And so she ends up waking up in kind of like a mind palace type thing. Mm-hmm. It's where his subconscious is. Yeah. And it's like a, a jungle situation. And she finds all these apples in the jungle and she realizes when she takes them, it's his memories. Yeah. She touches them and she is able to see basically the last moments of every concubine that yeah. he's basically been with. And she finds her sister and gets the confirmation that he did kill her with his bare hands. It wasn't a I zapped your energy to fight for humankind. It was she probably rejected his advances or something. So he murdered her. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. So she sees all of this. This is all concrete proof for her. And so she, she keeps. busts out of that yeah, place. She keeps hearing this little boy saying, help me, help me, blah, 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 blah. So she finds the little boy and she's like, you know what? I am going to help you. And she basically like chokes him out. She murders the small child. In the mind, mind you. So this is all like in the subconscious. It's not actually happening in the real world. All this is going on while his consciousness is fighting through the mecha suit. He's fighting the Houdans. Because up until now, this is what always happens. He's always going to have control and no female concubine has been where he is mentally to kind of help co-pilot. So for him, this is normal. And so then after she like because she was supposed to what the concubines are supposed to do in the subconscious is nurture that little boy and that's them giving their chi to him Mm -hmm. it's like a passing of their and that's like you know what now this is what telling me to do i'm I'm not gonna do do the opposite once she uh kills the little boy then she ends up in this circular area yeah and so young guang is in the yang half and she's in the yin half and then that's when She's like, okay, so if he can, like, summon things with his suit in here, so can I, because we both have chi, you know, why not? And so that's when she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. And so she does. Yeah. What's crazy, too, is that Young Guang is like, listen, bro, like, I am piloting right now. You're gonna kill us both. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. I have nothing else to live for. Are you kidding me? So she ends up taking control and she figures out kind of how to move. So he's in a mecha suit that looks like a fox, a nine-tailed fox. So that imagery is kind of important to know. Mm-hmm. And there's other two mecha suits who are like, oh my God, oh, yeah, it was the, what's the going on? What's white happening? Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the white rabbit and the headless knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warrior. Headless warrior. And they're both like, what's he doing? He's not fighting. Yeah, why don't you say anything? <laughs> And so she takes over and she kind of learns how to power the suit and she's fighting and they're like, okay, they're back. And she transforms the fox into its heroic state so it can transform into different levels. And and when you're in your heroic state, it's more humanoid. Yeah. Like the features are slender and like the, the, the limbs are like long, elongated, like human limbs. It transforms from a nine-tailed fox into a human form. With, like, fox-like features. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, yeah, he transformed! He's in the heroic state! That's awesome! And then, so they defeat the aliens. Oh, yeah, and they're like, Colonel Young, where are you? 
and the hatch opens and she steps out with his dead body. And bro, she's bro, like, bro. She puts her little lotus foot on his chest on the ground. It's like, hey, welcome to your nightmare. And she does. She screams that into the crowd because there's like all these cameras watching him. She's like, welcome to your nightmare. Moo ha 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 ha. It was so Love it. badass. I was like, yes, girl. I tell don't it. think that I would be in my right mind to come up with something as cool as that. So this causes a stir because she just murdered the second level pilot they have. Because the top-notch pilot is this ostracized murderer, he's like the favorite. Mm -hmm. Everyone roots for him. He's like the biggest celebrity. Everybody cheers for him. She just murdered his ass. Yeah, like it was like breakfast. She's like, and nah. Yeah, so she is immediately captured, put in cuffs, and her hands are like, pushed on around her back and so they're taking her to see the sages right right um and so basically everyone's totally confused as to how she did that and they eventually brand her an iron widow which is just a term meaning that instead of a man leeching a woman's chi and then accidentally killing her she leached a man's chi and killed him and what's crazy too is that when they dubbed her an Iron Widow, she's like, okay, so this term exists, with, which means that... It's I'm, existed previously. I'm not the first one. Right. I'm not the first woman to have killed her male counterpart. Yeah. And so she's... This gets her mind ticking. They're like, did you not know, like, your chi was this level? She's like, how could I? Hello? You guys told me it was 600, but during the battle, it shot up to 10,000. Yeah. And... All the dudes in the room are, like, terrified. Mind you, also, she was, like, bound and gagged, so she's a little worse for wear. On her little bound feet, Mm -hmm. she can't even walk properly, and they're like, oh, scary. Yeah, so she looks crazy, and all the dudes are like, we should just kill her now. But... I, the sages are like, oh, we gotta kind of see you where this we is We actually go. have a plan for her. So they throw her in a dungeon. Yeah. And they kind of come to the consensus. They're like, okay, you're going to be the co-pilot for Li Shiming. Yeah. And he is the pilot of the Vermilionberg. He's the murderer. Yeah. So they're like, you know, we'll keep you alive, but we're you're going to die at this point. They'll be like, we're keeping you alive to throw you in. And because he only has victims, they thought she was honestly going to die. And so she gets thrown into him. Yeah. Which is great, though, because in her mind, she's like, again, I have nothing to lose. And so she's like, hey, so like the least you could do is like, look me in the face. So she she meets him. So we get our first look at this murderer. They have him in a muzzle. In a full muzzle. He has a collar and a leash. And they have him bound and he's half drunk out of his mind. And he's like kind of glaring and glowering, which has a funny reason we find out later as well. Yeah. So he's glaring and glowering and she's like, you can look at me if you're going to kill me. Yeah. Like the least you can do is look me in the eye. So they get to piloting his vermilion bird. What's also crazy too is that she's like, they force you into this like you're this powerful and they still have to force you they have to force him into the cockpit with a gun to his head yeah because he doesn't want to do it she doesn't understand why he doesn't fight back but then we learn why yeah they're piloting and then she goes back into his subconscious bro this was terrifying she straight up just attacks him she's like no you're not taking my chi what's crazy is that immediately when she comes into some sort of consciousness she's like falling swords are kind of like all around and if she tries to reach out to grab one to stop herself it rips her open yeah she gets stabbed and so eventually she does stop herself and then she's able to like 
fly herself up and then eventually she uses she... her chi to like fly herself out yeah and, and then she finds Li Shim in his little spirit body and then she like tries to kill him too and then she ends up in the yin yang circle and he's like this has never fucking happened he's like this is new yeah and so they're battling and <laughs> he's kind of only fighting back because she's attacking so ferociously yeah he's like what is going on he's like wait 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 stop 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 and she's like no so she's like strangling him yeah in the real world this would not be possible, yeah. but this is about chi. This is yeah. not about physical yeah. strength. I can basically summon whatever I want to summon. And on the outside, it basically looks like chaos is ensuing because yeah. their their chrysalis is so like out of whack that it doesn't even look like a like a human or life form. Or it like just, a bird yeah, or whatever it's it supposed to look like. It looks like a blob with postules on it. And so they come back from the battle and everyone's super surprised she's still alive and they're like okay well i guess you guys are kind of a match then but in a kind of reluctant kind of way messed up way they um pair them together as like a fake one true match because they're not actually in sync it's just she wasn't able to be killed yeah and so they're like, you're going to live with him, basically thinking that he's going to sexually assault her. He doesn't, which is good. Yeah, he is like such a He's sweet actually dude. a gentleman. I know. And so he gets locked back up and they shove him into his chambers. And this is where they kind of have their first conversation. And he's like, I'm not going to force myself on you. And she's like, what are you playing at? Like, yeah. are you trying to lower my defenses so that I, like, am not worried and then you just kill me? He's like, you can go to the bathroom to take care of your feet. And there's, like, stuff under the cabinet for but you. But it's, like, for women. Yeah. And so she's confused. She's like, why does he have all this women's stuff? Yeah. Like, obviously his feet aren't bound, so yeah. why does he need it? Yeah. And so then she's going to go to sleep, and he's like, I'll sleep on the floor. She's like, no, I'll sleep on the floor. He's like, bro, I don't care. I'll sleep on the floor. And so she sleeps on the bed. It's, like, a whole thing, okay? Because she is so wired up thinking that this guy's going to try something. Which, you know... Why wouldn't you think that? Yeah, he he looks like he would murder someone. And, you know, they all basically told her that you are his concubine, so he can do whatever he wants with you. We're not going to stop him. Yeah. She's waiting, and he's just like, I'm not going to do anything. Please stop assuming that of me. Yeah. And they go to sleep. So then they wake up the next day, and this is where they meet, or where we're really introduced to Simi, who is kind of in charge of both of them yeah and he's the one who's gonna kind of clean them up train them make sure they can work because he's like okay you both survived so we need to make you actually a cohesive pair yeah yeah and so he's like we, we're gonna actually put you into the training center because um Shiming doesn't get to do that yeah pretty much it's like um just brute force most of the time and all of his concubines die yeah so he's never needed to do that but now they're like okay we actually have to work you with someone so they clean them both up and he's like we're gonna have to smile for the cameras you're gonna have to look like an actual pair oh yeah and Sima Yi is like you need to lay off the drinking because we find out Shimin drinks a lot a lot a lot he's an alcoholic yeah like yeah, a yeah. full-blown alcoholic which again don't blame him and this is where Simon Yi is kind of like um we can't forget what happened to Wendy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, don't mention her. So we find out that 
There might be a little more to Shiming than we know. Yeah. Also, he's wearing glasses now. Also, that's why he was squinting and scowling. It's not because he was glaring. He was squinting because he needed glasses. Yeah, he couldn't see. Which but I think he is took his last pair of glasses and turned it into a shank and hid it in his collar. Yeah. So, so they took his glasses away. That's why you can't have nice things. But he has them back. And even Zijian mentions how it's kind of funny. That, like, he'll just, like, adjust his glasses, like, like, adorable. Like, adorable. Yeah, so they get to the training center, and Sima Yi's like, hey. You're gonna learn to ice skate together. You're gonna learn to dance together. You're gonna learn to spar together. They're horrible at all of it. Yeah. Because she can't relinquish control. Which is hilarious to me. She's not willing to compromise, and I don't blame her. No, and also Shimin, like he's never had to like consider another person before besides Wendy yeah exactly even when she showed up in the yin yang circle he looked flabbergasted yeah like he's not used to this the heck which is how she got the jump on him anyway but yeah so they end up really being horrible as a pair and so they're in the cafeteria eating lunch and um of course violence ensues this is when yang wang's cousin right not his cousin but his like the headless warrior warrior pilot pilot. so his friends like his pilot friends pilot friends his warrior friends they want to take revenge and so they kind of orchestrate this whole thing where someone spills soup on simon yi and so simon yi leaves leaving them to kind of alone with just the guards and the guards don't care about them no and so they're all saying, and a fight breaks out. And at first they're removed from the fight. They're just like, okay, let's just try to stay out of this. Keep our heads down, eat our lunch. Well, of course someone has to start something. So the headless warrior, his pilot attacks Zietian. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you're going to pay for what you no, did. No, he, he grabbed, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He, he grabs, grabs her wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is when Shiming is like, no. Oh, he took it to the next level. <laughs> Shiming just pulverizes yeah, like, him. Yeah, like just beats him. Smashes his face against the and table. And he does he does this cool fight move where he just keeps dancing behind him. Mm-hmm. So every time he swings, he's like moving and moving. He's just constantly circling him. It reminds me of that scene in Avatar with the the wind panel things. Oh, I was going to say it reminds me of the scene from um Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where the, the husband and wife, when they first battle mm-hmm. each other, are dancing, like, she's dancing around him. Yeah. That's immediately what I pictured. Yeah, and so she's, Zetian is, like, commenting on, like, you would think that he would just use brute force, but he, it looks like he's not even using that much energy to basically use this person's weakness against them. And so we realize he's smart. Like, he knows how to strategize. Mm-hmm. He he knows what he's doing. He's not just a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boulder. I'm the boulder. But, um... Little Avatar reference, if yeah. you didn't know. Um, Shimon gets in trouble, obviously, and he gets taken to be in confinement. Yes. And Jitian actually oh, did um, help him out a little bit during the fight. She, like, threw her lunch tray at somebody yeah. who attacked him. Yeah, and he said thanks, which I thought was cute. Right. So they're now, so he gets thrown in solitary confinement. She gets thrown back into their prison cell bunker thing. Alone. Alone. And surprise, surprise, Yang Wang comes and decides to try to choke her out. But while he's choking her out, Yiju shows up, mm-hmm. pulls him off, mm-hmm. and rescues her. Yeah. Which was like so freaking random. And usually I hate things like that, but it was like. No, not Yang Wang. 
What no, am I it saying? was Ija. No, no, no. Ija. The one who attacks her. Upon reflection, uh, we had mixed up the names, unfortunately. We've been using the wrong name. Yeah. Sorry, Gerard. I'm sorry. So the person who instigated the fight and was trying to orchestrate everything was um, Jing Tian, which is the pilot of the Headless Warrior. Yes. So after Yang Wang was killed by Jia Tian, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going to get revenge on Jia Tian and orchestrated Li Ximin to get taken to confinement so that he could break into her room and basically kill her. So he's strangling her and that's when Iju shows up, mm-hmm. takes him off of her mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm here to help. Which I is have money. so cute. He's like, you know what? I was like, I'm a strategist. I can help. So he came to the wall and it was like, what's up? And he just weaseled his way in, which is dope. And he really knows how to weasel himself into places. And he's rich as shit. Like, well, his dad is, but he can use his dad's money and influence to kind of do what he wants as well. Absolutely. And so he convinces them. He's like, let me move them into my suite. Also, we're going to clean up Shimin. It was incredible the way he's like, look, you need to stop drinking alcohol. And Shimin's like, "Mm, no. And he's like. Um, her life is worth more than what you're doing. You have 10,000 reasons to do this. Because that is what we've discovered is that her chi level is over 10,000. Yeah. And so then eventually he's like, actually, it's like 18,000 now. Yeah. Yeah. And so So she has the highest level of chi that any woman has been recorded having. Absolutely. And she even mentioned, she's like, we should be a iron king and iron queen but instead he's an iron demon and i'm an iron widow yeah which i thought was a really cool line yeah and so it was really nice because Ija basically did all this to be by her side yeah and he called her his polar star yeah which is so yeah and also in the the youtube video that jiran made um her emperor husband called her that too that's yes. adorable so, yeah that was like for real. And so he is basically helping Shiming go through withdrawals. Yeah. And they're kind of killing him. He's, you know, the shaking, the vomiting, his body. And you find out he only has one kidney because while he was in prison for killing his father, what they do is they take the organs from prisoners to give to people who need them. So Shiming already only has half of what he's supposed to have for organs. Yeah. He's like missing half his body. Already. And then all of your chi comes from your life force chi is stored in the organs yeah so he's like already kind of operating at a like a minimal level yeah at a disabled level so but this is also when we start getting um so this is what i liked about this book is that she took a trope that is in a lot of ya novels which is the love triangle there's two men fighting for the affection of one woman yeah and she has to choose between them yeah well She's like, I'm not going to choose. That's not exactly how it happens. It's so funny because, like, now that they're in an enclosed environment, um, uh, Zetian's like, hey, I'm going to make up with Yijia now. And so then... She straight up, like, jumps him. Yeah. And so later, she's But does not not have sex with him yet. Yeah, no. Later, she sees Shimon looking at her and she's like, uh, shit. And so then she goes to sit down and he's, like, sitting down next to her and he's like, um, I'm not blind. (laughs) Like, what the heck? But he's also... You know what? I can see the love between you. Don't let him go again. Yeah, basically, she's like, you know, the guy that I told you about that taught me how to read and blah, blah, blah. That's him. And she's like, he's like, yeah. Um, Hold on to that one, sister. I know. Do not <laughs> let him 
go. And she's kind of like, well, I feel bad because me and Shiming are supposed to be this like partnered pair and I'm supposed to be his one true match, but I can't be because I've given myself to him already. Yeah. But there's also this like little hint of what's to come when um, Iju is helping Shiming and Shiming is kind of like, Wendy, he's like calling him Wendy. Oh my god, yeah, he's having kind of like a, a hallucination nightmare. And they're kind of like holding hands. Yeah, trying to get him out of it. But he keeps, like anytime Ija tries to get out, like get something for him, Shimin's like, no, don't go, don't go. Don't and I'm leave like, me. Why isn't he saying that to Zetian? Like, I don't understand. And Zetian's like, well, damn, okay, I'll just go away then. Yeah, and so um, they're just doing their three, you know, friend shenanigans. And then um, she's about to get down and dirty with Ija, uh, but then an alarm goes off. And now something we should mention is that once you've piloted a suit, it takes you two weeks to recharge your chi. Mm-hmm. It's only been a few days mm-hmm. and he's currently going through alcohol withdrawals. Basically. But they call him up anyway. Yeah. One of the higher ups on Lushan has like, a vendetta against them. He has decided to tribute them because what ended up happening is the first time Shiming and Zietian piloted the mecha suit, they morphed it into this king level mecha suit. So it's like they got it to the highest level. And so the Hudans started attacking in greater force because they sensed a heavier presence. They yeah. sensed something that could destroy them. And so they're attacking more fiercely so the leaders that be have decided to tribute them and basically sacrifice their lives to settle the Hudans down. Yeah, they're like, if we... They'll take it as a win. Yeah, if we Hundans. let them just die, maybe the Hundans will just, like, chill for a bit. Yeah. Which is like, these are human lives, but okay. Like, it makes sense in a really s- sadistic way. Yeah. And so she's like, he's in no shape. Everyone's arguing. And um, they do, they manage to escape that one. They decide to tribute them. And Zietian is like, is that really what I think it means? Mm-hmm. And Simonyi helps them escape. Okay. So he helps them escape. And they don't have to fight that battle. But now they realize that their lives are basically up. Okay. So then Zietian's like, okay, I need to like pull resources. I need to figure out a way to keep us above water oh yeah so she realizes she needs influence from other pilots and she does remember that currently there is one um one true match Mm -hmm. and they pilot the white tiger yeah the white tiger mecha suit is piloted by dugu kialuo yes and general yang yes and so she decides she's gonna track down the woman Mm mm-hmm and try to befriend her and try to get her kind of on her side. This does not go according to plan. Yeah, she like introduces herself and uh, Kieluo is like, you're a whore. Yeah, you, I saw you in my husband's brain and I didn't appreciate you. that. Yeah, and Zitian's like, like, I can't control. What I can't control about. what your husband thinks about. Sorry. And so she basically smashes her head into the shower because she confronts her in the shower. Which I'm like, why would you confront her there in the first place? Yeah. And so when she comes to, it's to the face of another woman, Zhu Ying, who is the co-pilot of the Black Black Tortoise. Tortoise. 
And she's another one who is a one true match. And she actually has kids with her pilot. Yeah, which is interesting, too, because Yetin was like, why would you have kids knowing that you could, like, die at any moment? And they can just use that as blackmail to get you to do whatever they want. Yeah, right? Like, why would you do that? And so she's, they kind of have a conversation. She's like, hey, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, like, I can help you. Yeah. But, you know, people are going to look at you a certain way. Yes. So after talking to Yao Ying, she decides that she needs even more power on her side. She needs something to keep herself alive. If they are planning to tribute her and she means she needs to find a way to make sure they can't tribute her. Which is definitely very reminiscent of Hunger Games, this whole part. Yes. Where it's like, I'm going to play the part publicly with the media to seem like a darling. She needs the media on her side. If she can make the media money, Mm -hmm. then they can't kill her. Mm -hmm. And so she seeks out Iju and she's like, I need to talk to your father. I need an audience with your father. His father gets back to him and is like, look. They need to do one more battle. They need to look like they know how to do their stuff. Okay. Because right now it looks like they're a disaster. He's like, I can't hype them up in the media if they're going to die in their next battle. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the pressure's on for their their next bottle to make sure that it it turns out all right. And they're trying to do better with the training and Uh stuff like that. They're still not really getting it. They're still not in sync. No. Um, He's still having pretty bad withdrawals. Uh But they're doing a little bit better, but not great. Yeah. And this is where Simonyi is like, I see that there is kind of this love triangle going on. You better not let Iju distract you from shimming because you're supposed to be with shimming. And she's like, um, haven't slept with Bro, anyone. also not any of your business. And he's like, well, this is why you guys aren't in sync. You need to go. He's like, I will pause training right now so you guys can go consummate this Yeah, parent. and she basically screams like, why would I sleep with him if I hate him? And then she leaves right like, and he's like, you know, we're not animals, so it's okay. Now I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm really depressed now that you... I thought we were friends. Physically hate me. Yeah. He's like, you helped me through withdrawals with your friend. I didn't think you hated me. Yeah. And so then after this point, this is when another alarm goes off. And Sima Yi's like, hey, we're good. And on Lushan's like, nah, you're not. And he's like, okay, so assuming... Simini is going to help them escape again because they're still not fully recharged. But this other part of the um, strategist and Lushan, mm-hmm. he's the antagonist. Mm-hmm. He's like the human antagonist of the book. He's like, nope, not this time, suckers. And this time they get armed people to like force yes. them into the, the mecha suit. Yeah, the suit. And then like they sit in the cockpit with them with guns to them. Yes. And so... They're starting the battle, but they're realizing they just don't have enough chi. Mm-hmm. And so she she takes the chi from the Headless Warrior. Yeah. She realizes she can power the suit to get at least to another mecha suit and take the chi from that pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she takes the arm off. <laughs> she, I thought it was the leg. Oh, yeah. She takes the arm off the leg and she's like... It's like a mental pain, but it's still painful. It's very painful, but it's still not quite enough chi. And this is where Iju is like, I've got you. Come to the wall. And so they get to Iju and they take some of his chi and he ends up pressing his palm against their feather 
spike thing that comes out of them. Yeah. He ends up in the cockpit with them. Then finally they have enough chi and they're able to achieve a heroic form Mm -hmm. and they're able to do battle. Yeah. And so um, at the end of everything, it's a success. They're like completely exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And Sitian's like, is this what detox feels like? Because I'm tired. I'm tired. But this also means that um, Gao Q, Yiji's father, he agrees to finally be kind of like their media sponsor. And he's like, you know what? You guys proved yourself. You also really hyped up my son. Yeah. And my son, he had like one shot with the cameras focused on him of him giving his chi to them. And it was just a very powerful image in the media. And so his father is like, my son's a badass. I can finally call him my son. Also, we didn't mention this. When she was trying to refuse to get into the suit, they shot her. Oh, yeah, they did shoot her. She tried to fight getting into the suit, but they shot her in the back. Yeah. So now she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, and then she, like, tells Shimon, like, listen, we need to win this because we do not deserve to die this way. We are not going to be tributed. So that's, she's even more determined to get Ija's father on her side. Yeah. Okay. So they go to this big fancy party that Ija's father is throwing for them. Literally sounds like the capital. And it is very capital sounding and they get a private private audience with his father and his father is like, oh, have some drinks. And she's like, oh no, my darling husband, you can't drink. And he's like, it's fine. We'll do it this time. And then she's like, whoops, it just spilled, spilled it. it. Oh my God, maybe that's a sign from the universe. And Gao Q is like, um, yeah, I guess it is a sign from the universe, weirdo. And he's like, okay. So they sign off and they're like, okay, you have the right to her image and stuff like that. You can promote us. And then he dismisses Shiming. Yeah. And he's like, you can go. Bro, bro, bro. That was intense. Bro, I mark this part where he's like, um, we're going to talk about what to do with her family. And that doesn't really relate to you because you don't have a family, so. Because you killed them all. Remember yeah. that? Remember when you murdered like, your entire family? Bro, you are freaking ruthless. That is so, oh Yeah. Pilot Wu and I still need to discuss a few things. I have some possible lodging options in Chang'an if she wishes to relocate her family. I don't believe you would find a topic like that relatable, would you? (laughs) It's like, you're a dick. (laughs) You're so mean. Yeah. And so Shimon leaves and he's like, oh, wow, I underestimated you. You seem to have all the control. He's like yielding to your decisions. It's like, okay, like apparently... This is an insult to you somehow. Whatever. Yeah. And so he basically needs to feel like a man. So that he can control the situation. And to kind of ensure that she's going to do what he says. He's like, "Um, I want you to read our contract on camera. Naked. And And it's like, bro, really? So she has this moment where she's like, I'll let him do this because I need this. But... He's gonna die. Also, like... I'm gonna kill him. The shame you think I'm feeling is made up. Yeah. You think... I shouldn't have to be ashamed of my naked body because you think it's something to be ashamed of and to keep hidden. Yeah, society has told me that it's shameful of women to present themselves this way. It's a made up concept. But you're still making me do something I don't want to do, so I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. Oh, I, she's very bloodthirsty, and I love that. Yeah, and also she she had mentioned she was still a maiden, and I was like, oh my god, please, please, please don't do anything to her, please. I know. 
There is, I do like that the author put in the beginning of the book that there is like mentions of sexual assault and things like that, but she assures you that there's not going to be um, any descriptions of it. So I did find that reassuring when scenes like that happened. I'm like, okay, we're not actually about to see her get sexually assaulted. Yeah, thank God. But no, he does force her to go on camera nude just so he can have a recording of her naked reading the contract. Just as like blackmail. And she's like, all right. You're on my hit yeah, list. I am going to kill you. Yeah. So basically from that point forward, he takes them and he transforms their image. And he was like, okay, it's going to be really easy because Shaming, you're already like a bad boy. So we're just going to make you an even badder boy. You're the bad boy everyone wants to root for. And Zietian, you're going to be yeah. the femme fatale. Yeah. You're going to be the woman that all other women hate. All other men hate, but the men want you and the women secretly want to be you. It's interesting, too, because after her encounter with Kia Luo, she's like, you know, I'm obviously not going to make anyone happy. So I'm going to feed into everything because I can't help but be who I am. However you take me, that's what it is. But regardless, y'all are still clicking. Y'all are still looking. And that's making me money. So... They do all these like risque photo shoots of her dressed kind of like a fox spirit. And he's like, Shiming is like holding a collar and a leash around uh, her. And she's like crouched behind a stool that he's sitting on, very submissive. And I'm like, well. The imagery was a little, I was like, oh, I am uncomfortable with what that would look like. And so then she like radio- He even apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah. And so she comes, Gao cute. And is like, is this enough? And he's like, not even close, pilot, woo. And so she remembers seeing one true match ceremonies and is like, you know what? We should do that and make ours like totally over the top crazy. Yeah, we need to be in the media. We need media coverage. And there's only so much provocative pictures are going to do because after a while, people are just going to be like, oh, that's just them being them. Yeah. She's like, we need to stay on top of stories. We need to be in the media coverage. We need them talking about us 24-7. And so... She decides that they're going to do a one true match ceremony. Yeah. And you know what's crazy where they decide to take like pictures in front of her childhood home. Yes. Where her family lives. We're just like, okay, way to trigger me. Okay. I'd actually rather go into battle. So she goes with the other one true matches because they all have to go to the ceremony together Mm -hmm. and they go to her childhood home and this is where her parents basically berate her of like, where's all this money? We know you're getting money. You're not sending it home to us. Yeah, her dad just basically rips into her. Yeah. It's like, uh, hello to you too. Yeah. And then the only thing her mom can think of is like, oh my God, you're getting married. And she's like, this is not marriage, but whatever helps you sleep at night, you freaking weirdo. And so then she ends up giving her this doll. Um, Jiao Ying gives it to her and she's like, you know, I know that you want to write your family off, but like, this is the only family you have. And your mom obviously loves you. And, you know, she's doing the best she knows how in the only way she knows yeah. how. Whereas... That's not enough for Zetian. No. Um, Kyo Luo, she ends up overhearing. She's like, listen, the more they take from you, the more they're going to ask. Okay. I've already been through this. I've she's been like, in- I started getting money. Family started coming after me. And I realized I was supporting five gambling habits, two drunkards. Yeah. And they would always promise it would never happen again. Yeah, they said that they were going to get their fingers chopped off right then. And then I gave them money and then they did it all over again. And so now I don't care how many fingers my uncles lose. 
you deserve it because you can't get your own life together. So she has like the good angel and the bad angel on her shoulders. Like, what should I do? Which is like super tough because like filial piety is a really huge thing. It's like a huge part of their culture. Even though earlier in the book, she had comes to terms with at the very beginning, if she had gone through with killing Yang Wong, she realized that her family would be murdered Mm -hmm. and she accepted this. Mm -hmm. She was like, if it's the sacrifice I have to make to avenge my sister. Because no one else in this family seems to care. Yeah, it's what I'm going to do. So she had already come to terms with them dying. But now that they're not going to die, she has to figure out, should she forgive them, move on? And um, Jin Ying convinces her where she's just like, you know, they're probably bad people because of bad circumstances. If you raise up their circumstance. Bro, I understood where she was coming from, but I'm like, you are talking I'm still angry. out of your butt. Okay, because the Dursleys were, they were in a good place and they were still shitty people. Harry could have been just as shitty, but he wasn't. <laughs> I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Burn it to the ground, Yutian. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. So. So they end up going to where they're going to get crowned. Mm-hmm. And they have this huge ceremony. Well, okay. First of all, the night before the ceremony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell okay, me that. The Tell night me. before the ceremony, Zetian's like, you know what? I'm going to write my own narrative. Okay. Like, get um, a girl. we're cool with each other. I finally want to get some something from Yizia. So she decides to go to his room the day before the one true match ceremony and do the deed. Is that bang, bang, bangity bang? Is that a bang, bang, bangity bang? Bang, 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 bang. So they do the deed, which is cool. Very PG. It's very PG in the book. There's nothing explicit ever said or shown. You know, it's very fade to black. Bro, he said something that I was a like... A lot of making out. Um, he said, okay. This is this is someone who is secure in his masculinity, Because guys. she says, she's like, are you okay with the fact that I'm tied to another man now? She said, he said, Zietian, every time you choose to look at me, I know for certain that there's a place for me in your heart. <gasps> now, where can I get my second husband? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like... Okay, yes. Get it. Yes. So we, he comforts her and he's like, love can only make you grow stronger. So the more people you love and the more people you allow yourself to love and the more people you allow to love you can only make you stronger. Yes. And so she's like, cool. And then bang, 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 bang. So then one true match thing happens. Uh, it's this huge ceremony. Shimon finally gets his pilot crown. This yeah. whole time he was never given a pilot crown. He was never given any... He was supposed to be king. Yeah. He was never given any kind of rewards or anything for all of the kills he's basically done. So they told him he's allowed to have his title of king. But all his money is going to go towards the war effort because they are planning to do one giant siege on the Hundans. Mm-hmm. And so all the money is going to that, which they accepted as long as he gets his official title. So now he is an Iron King mm-hmm. and he gets his Iron King crown. And that means that Zietian will now be an Iron Queen. Yeah, yeah. Empress, so she also yeah. gets a crown. Which is super cool. And oh, so- she's not an Empress yet. Oh, Iron Queen. And so then... Um, after, Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. After everything, um, they get to the room and Shimon's like, yeah, you can go shower first, whatever. And she's like, all right. She's like, 
I'm gonna plan something here. Yeah. And so she doesn't go to the bed and he gets out and he's like, um, what are you Thought doing? you'd be gone by now. She's like, oh, I can't make it to the bed. Can She's you like, me? I can't walk. I'm still delicate from being <laughs> shot in my little feetsies. <laughs> So then he carries her to the bed and she's like, oh, where are you going? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I know you're with Iju. And he's like, you can't cheat on him. And she's like, oh, no, we talked about this. He's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, bang, bang, bangity, bang number two. Yeah. Which I thought was super cool. It's like, good for you, girl. Good for you. Very cool. Oh, the night before the crown ceremony. At this point, Zetian had been having kind of like dreams that were tying to Shimin's memories. She was having nightmares of his memories. Yeah. And so the morning of like the one true match ceremony after she had already slept with Ijia, uh, she had a nightmare about how Anlushan basically force fed alcohol to Shimin Lee. Yeah. And that's basically where his addiction came from. So we from. find out that Shiming is only an alcoholic because they forced a tube down his throat any time he refused to get into his pilot seat and kill a concubine. They forced alcohol into him to make him an alcoholic so he would crave alcohol so much he would go for the drink just to get through anything. Yeah. And so after she sleeps with Shimin she has another nightmare and it's about Wendy, his female co-pilot that he oh had. Oh my God. And basically like how close they were. And to the point that when she died, basically she regretted everything that she ever had to do with him because they were actually bonding. And he was like, I found my one true match. That was supposed to be kind of like his soulmate. Mm-hmm. And she felt it too. Mm-hmm. She had his same strength level, mm-hmm. which we find out why that doesn't work later too. Mm-hmm. And um, so when they're forced to get into the cockpit together, he accidentally kills her. And he's so racked with guilt that he keeps drinking as well. And so the alcohol becomes this cycle of like them force feeding it to him and then him reaching for it for himself. And she wakes up and she tells him, she's like, I dreamt about Wendy. He realizes that she has seen Mm -hmm. the worst of him. And she's like, do you ever dream about my nightmares? And he's like, I have dreams of walking on needles. Basically, he can feel her feet. He can feel her bound feet. Yeah. And she's like, okay, but that's just my general life. Yeah. This was horrible. (laughs) Oh, on a side note, when she's like telling Shimon Lee about like, hey, like, you just cool with it. He's like, Shimon's like, no, he's perfect for you. He's kind. He's brave. He's reliable. He, his skin is smooth. It's like porcelain. And like when and I was she reading goes, it, I'm like, ah. even Zitian is like, um. she's like, I blink. Sometimes I wonder if Shimon's range of attraction extends just as far as Ija's like, because Ija is kind of confirmed as being bisexual. Yeah. It's like, um, okay. All right. A little Romeo in here. Move it back to me. But now from this point on, their training goes a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. It is confirmed that they're going to do one big battle. They are going to go fight the Hunduns on their territory. Mm -hmm. So it's this huge deal. It's like battle is happening. And so I forget how they came to the realization. Okay, so what was it? I think Zetian had asked Jinying, like, hey, what's your chi level? And she's like, oh, mine is like 6,400 and my partner's is 6,800. And she's like... How can I feel yours stronger than guys? And Jin Yang's like, 
oh, it's always like that. Like girls, like chi levels are, are like more powerful to sense than guys. And eventually she's like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. And so her and Shimon are talking and then they realize like, oh crap. Like what if all of this was a lie and something's actually with the chrysalis that basically crutches the woman to be a victim every single time and so they devise a plan that the night before the official battle starts Mm -hmm. they're going to kidnap on lushan and they're going to torture him and get some answers yeah and so they do they capture him and they strap him down to the chi teeter-totter yeah i'm picturing like a teeter-totter torture it was weird because when they described it i was like it sounded like what they do like in nasa where they just like swing you around (laughs) basically like something in the sims where it's like and so they trap him on this table and they start waterboarding him with alcohol bro that would hurt so much because an lushan is the one who forced shiming to drink alcohol and so it's kind of like this haha revenge yeah like again bloodlust is in their nature eventually shimon isn't really feeling it he he seems very reluctant and yeah. zitian's like okay i gotta be strong but eventually once like the truth comes out shimon's like oh so it wasn't my fault oh so basically what is discussed is it's the seats so in the yin seat where the woman sits it makes sure that she can't use her chi outwardly. Yeah, active chi, active chi is like dampened. lowered down and passive chi is increased. So she has a stronger ability to give her male counterpart chi, but she can't use it for herself. So even if he's at 10,000 level chi and she's at 10,000 level chi, that would knock her down to 6,000 or something, and she would end up getting, getting killed. Okay, so Zitian's like, why would the army do this? Why wouldn't you just make it equal? Wouldn't you get so many more matches? And Anushan says, spirit pressures, too unpredictable. This is the only way to be sure who comes back. We have to confirm and make sure everyone knows that the men will come back. Otherwise, men won't sign up if they think a woman will live and they Bro, won't. Bro, I was like, you just signed your death warrant. And she literally realizes that him and Wendy were a one true match, but it was always balanced in his favor. So no matter what, he was going to kill yeah, her. Yeah, Anlushan's like, oh, girls know how to sacrifice. It's like, well, who teaches them that, you freaking asshole? And so basically they then waterboard him with alcohol to death yeah. and they get his whole confession on tape. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll cut out the torture bits, but we'll make sure we have the audio of him confessing this. And so they go back to their house where Ija's like making buns and stuff. He's like, how did everything go? Like pretending to be cheery. Hey kids. Yeah. But he's like trying to be like super coy just in case there's like listening devices. And so uh, Sitian and Shimon use their like, their suits to kind of shield themselves and like smoke is in the kitchen because he's making buns. And so then they discuss everything. They show Ija the, the, the footage and he's like, what the heck? And so they're preparing for battle and uh, there's a tender moment between Ija and Shiming and Zitian has confirmed that a triangle of power as they all share their, when they shared their chi in the mecha suit, that was the strongest they'd ever been. And so when the two guys were looking at each other 
tenderly. Bro, Shimon looks sh- at her. Yeah, Shimon had brushed flour off of Yija's face and and so Iju looks at Zietian and she makes a triangle with her fingers like, like triangles I, are stronger. Yeah, I don't care. So we have a true love triangle where everyone loves each other. Yeah, Iju is like, there aren't nearly enough nice feelings in the world. So why deprive ourselves? And then Shimon's like, the last thing I needed was another reason for the world to hate me. Though now, and Iju's like, now? Shimon's like, now I see it's all fucking bullshit. And then they kiss. Ah! Then they smooch. Give a little smooch. I was smooch. like, bro, if this existed when I was a kid, this is like, just blew my mind. I was like, I did not see this coming. True. Well, I kind of did, but I'm like, you know how people queer bait? Jiron could not do this to me. Please don't queer bait us. Do not. Was not queer baited, was delivered what I was promised. Yeah, it was incredible. So now we're getting ready for the day of the battle. And they have decided that what is going to happen is once they defeat the Hundans, they're going to lift up their recording Mm -hmm. of the truth and play it because the cameras will be on them Mm -hmm. and it'll be this big spectacle. Uh, Things don't go their way. Yes. So they they start to head out at nighttime because... So it's them... It's the black tortoise and it's the white tiger. Mm-hmm. And so they head out. And a couple other smaller ones. Yeah, they head out at night because that's when visibility is better for them. Mm-hmm. And they go towards the, the mountains. That's where the nest. The and that's hive, also yeah. where a volcano lies. And the volcano is a good place to recharge their chi mm-hmm. if they start running low. Yeah. So it's a good place for battle. Okay, so then they have like drones following them and cars following them. They don't want the pilots to use their chi to kind of sense what's around because they want to preserve themselves. Right. And so as they get closer, they're like not seeing what's happening. And it's very suspicious because at this point, they assumed they would have been attacked. Yeah. They assumed they would have seen some sort of hundan activity Mm -hmm. and they haven't. Yeah. So it's very, so even the um, strategists in their ears are kind of like, okay, we know this is weird, but keep going. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And then they come across a group of hundans that are just like looking at them and then they run away and they're like, and they look down and there's a human on a horse Mm -hmm. and this human is screaming at them, cure the emperor, cure the emperor. So real quick, addendum. 2,000 years ago, there was an emperor. He piloted the... The golden dragon. The golden dragon. No, the yellow dragon. Yellow dragon, my bad. He piloted the yellow dragon, and he was the one who pushed the Hundun's back. He got sick with the pox. Mm-hmm. And flower pox. The flower pox. And so he has water chi, so he was able to freeze himself... Into, like, They could spaces. find a cure. Yeah. And then he would reawaken. However, with him falling into this stasis, the Hunduns took back the Zhao Valley. And this is what forced a lot of the humans back behind this wall, the yeah, Great Wall of China. Like, Zetian is from there. Her ancestors are from there. And from Zhao. Yeah, she never lived there because the Hunduns were like, what's up? This is our territory now. And so she was like, sorry, we don't really have time for this side adventure of the emperor. That's what it felt like, like in a video game. You're like, I don't have time for the side quest. One thing is crazy, though, is like they've had the cure for it for a while. and But they could never get to where the rumor of the emperor was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're heading further up the mountain. Visibility is getting kind of shaky. Yeah, it's like foggy. And then eventually they're like, 
It's oh, not fog. It's not fog. Turns out at the top of the mountain's like a spidery looking huge and emperor. Emperor class. So this thing is, ma- it's mountain size. Yeah. Huge. Mountain size Hundun spider. And it emits its spirit metal like webs around all of the chrysalises and basically subduing them. And, and dragging them. Yeah. And so even like the strategists in their ears are like, uh, we don't know what to do. We didn't know that they could do this. We didn't know that they could plan like this. What the heck? And so everyone's kind of panicking until eventually they're like, oh yeah, let me use my chi to get out of this. So um, Zietian and Shimin use their chi to create a sword and they kind of cut themselves out when a giant water emperor class Hundun. Hundun appears. So not only is there one, there's two emperor class Hundun. What's crazy too is that Tian was like describing it. She's like, um, this is not stopping. Like, what is She's this? She's like, this was supposed to be the easy part. Tearing down the patriarchy was supposed to be the hard part. Yeah. And so then they have to deal with two things. And... She needs to recharge their chi. Their chi is suddenly lacking. Like, they've used a lot of it, so it's lacking. So they need to get to the volcano to Mm -hmm. recharge. But they're having a hard time because all of a sudden, the black black tortoise tortoise turns on them. Yeah. It turns out the strategists had told black tortoise that they were to kill Zietian and Shimin in battle. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they, I kind of have a theory about this. We'll discuss it after. Okay. But um, they wanted them to be tributed. Mm -hmm. Like, End game, they didn't care. They Which wanted them to be so dead. so messed up because it's like, um, there are still two Emperor class Hundans. Like, let's fight the battle at hand. So Shiming ejects Zietian and Iju. Which is so cute because he's like, you need to find Yuju. And I was like, what about you? But the problem is, is that one person by themselves cannot pilot a mecha suit. Yeah. It can't pilot it's one of these. Like a chrysalis. way too much. It's way too much chi being used. So he was basically using his life force chi. Primordial chi. Primordial chi. You cannot refill that. Yeah, there's no way. There's no recharging. So they end up going into the mouth of the white tiger. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we got to figure something out. We got to do something. And this is where she gets the idea to find the emperor. And then she takes the uh, flower pox cure that Mm -hmm. they had taken with them in case they got infected. Yeah, because like the nomads in the area, they probably had a strain of of flower pox that they didn't have a vaccine for in their body yet. Right. But um, while they're talking about it, Yuja looks at his like little tablet on his watch and they see that Shimin is dying. Yeah. Shimin's like heart rate is, it was all the way up at 380 and then it started to get lower to yeah. the point where then it was zero. And then Zitsin's like, oh crap. And so they go to find the nomads. They find the nomads. The nomads take them to the emperor. Mm-hmm. And the rumors turn out to be true. The emperor is in his stasis sleep. So using um, their chi, they wake him up Mm -hmm. by warming him. Mm -hmm. And as he's waking up, he's melting from a flower pox. So he's like, so he's like, the cure, give me the cure, stabs it into him. And she's like, okay, we need to pilot your suit. And he's, he tells her, he's like, you wouldn't last with me in the cockpit. My chi is too strong. And she's like, I recognize that. And so with what they've learned about the yin and yang seat, she's like, yeah, you're going to be in the front and I'm going to be You're going to be back. in the yin and I'm going to be in the yang. And he's <laughs> like, hell no. And she's like, listen, um, this little while is like either survival or death. So she's like, this is not a cure. This is just to help the symptoms. Yeah. So the emperor agrees to sit in the yin seat and they take over the yellow dragon. Yeah. 
This um, is where <laughs> shiitake pops off. So she she's getting into her like this the subconscious spirit whatever, and she's underneath a huge expanse of ice where she can't escape. And then these creatures, like basically dead creatures, keep trying to drag her down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone comes, melts the ice, and comes and saves her, and basically carries her to safety. And it turns out to be Shimon. And yeah. he's basically like, "Hey, you need to live. Like I'll always be inside. I'm you. a part of you. Yeah, all that stuff. And so romance. She climbs, and then she finds Zhang in a throne, like waiting for her, essentially. And he's like, "Oh, this is new. <laughs> I've never seen a concubine live through this. All right, man, <laughs> this is interesting." And so. They pilot the dragon, completely defeating the Hunduns, mm-hmm. just wiping them out. And with- then she faces off with um, the black tortoise. Ooh. And <laughs> Zhu Jing is like, you know, they were going to they were going to kill my kids. They threatened my children. And she's like, that's nice. And murders them. Yeah. My thing is, like, you were the same one that was like, oh, your family's important. Look at that. Now you're dead. And so Zitian takes the dragon, she's destroyed the Hunduns, and now she's going to the wall, and she's just going to tear it yeah, all she's down. she's like, anyone who's in the watchtower, you're gonna die. And so she basically destroys all the watchtowers, she gets to a certain section, and they're like, stop, stop, and it's her family. Mm. And no, no, she she had gone to Chang'an, where, yeah. where Yinja's dad lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she like destroys the watchtower and then she goes to like basically where all the fancy people live and this is where her family comes out and they're like stop for your little brother you know we need to we need your little brother to survive and so she's like "Mm, bet you're in my way yeah and basically you're literally really trying to barter now Mm -hmm. literally still so yeah, she uh, she marks her whole family. And so then Yuja's father, um, Gao Kyu, is like, oh, hey, like we can like come through an agreement. And Zitian's like- You don't want a certain video to get out of you, do you? So basically he's like in a hovercraft with little girls. And Zitian's like, okay, well, this is a good way to give me pause. Yeah. Thanks. And so then, um, yeah, he basically tries to blackmail her with the video. And Yuja's like, uh, what? And so Yuja gets down from the dragon's mouth and steps out onto the platform and kills his father. Yeah. With, like, a, uh, with a chi blast. Literally, like, incinerates him. Yeah. And so to the point where everyone in the ship is freaked out, kicks him out, and he gets splatted on the ground somewhere. So she takes on the title of Empress. Mm-hmm. She has decided she is Empress. Oh, that's that's how she got the Emperor to cooperate with her, is that she explained to him that even if he came back, no one would bow to him. Oh, basically, like... It he would be it, a celebrity. Yeah, he it, wouldn't be an emperor. It is not how it was 2,000 years ago. He would have title of emperor, but he would be a celebrity. He would not be in charge. And that's why he was like, okay, do what you gotta do. Yeah, like, I will follow your lead. So she has claimed the title of Empress Yitian, and she is just on a rampage. She goes back to where the Hundans are. Yeah, she tries to find Shimon's body. And the white tiger is like, yeah, there's like some sort of like craft that came down and took him up. Like we went there and he wasn't there anymore. And, and Zetian's like, what the heck? She's what? like the gods, because there are gods 
that you kind of hear about through the book. The gods gave them the, the like the knowledge and the technology to make the chrysalises. Yeah. So they wouldn't have been able to make that without like the knowledge that they got from the gods. But you, nobody has ever seen the gods. Like anytime they try to send a hovercraft to catch an image of them, they never appear. Also, the sages are the only ones that have direct contact with the gods. And Zietian just murdered them, essentially. Yeah. Like, I don't need you. You're you're the one who basically made it so that women die. So you can die too. And this is when Iju comes up over her radio and he's like, it's a lie. It's all a lie. She's like, yeah, I know it's a lie. He's like, no, this is where the twist happens. Literally like, what? He says, this is not our planet. This is not Earth. Yeah. So you find out they are not on Earth. Yeah. Like they were like. He's like, we're the invasive species. Yeah. This is the Hundun's planet. And like the whole time that they're fighting the Hundun's, Zitsun's like. She keeps hearing a voice and she's thinking that it's the Hundans and the the voice she's hearing is like, you know, scourge of the universe, like humans are horrible, yeah, spare us, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't understand what's going on, but she's like, you know what, whatever. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the invasive yeah, species. They're the scourge of they're the They're the alien. Yeah. And so a message comes down from the gods and they basically tell her. You've caused quite enough damage. And like now that we don't have the sages, we need someone to do our bidding, essentially. So you're going to do our bidding and you're going to keep your mouth shut and we won't come down and intervene. And if you do, you'll get your Shimon back. And that's when they reveal an image of Shimon. They have him basically hooked up to a bunch of like tubes, tubes and stuff. And she can see his heart beating, but he's basically being held hostage. So she does what they want. And that's how the book ends. Yeah, she basically screams. And it's like, wow, okay. Um, so then it goes universal now. It's not just humans. It's uh, gods too. Yeah. What a wild ride. <laughs> it was. So that is Iron Widow. Yeah. Ziran, this was amazing. This is a book that makes you fall in love with reading again. And Okay. So one of the things I adored about this book is the fact that she does go full scorched earth. Oh, absolutely. I don't really like it when people are like, I'm going to take revenge. And it's like, no, there's something within me that is holding me back. I'm a good person. No, burn it to the ground. Be the trash person you were destined to be. And you know what? She does. She burns it to the ground. And I love that. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm like, we don't have enough women doing that. Right. Women are always like, oh, there's a maternal sign to them. They would never. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Not Zietian. Yeah. So I'm really excited for the second book. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, um, I don't know what to expect. I had no idea that was going to happen. And because now it's kind of interesting because they are the invasive species. So this whole war, it kind of flips it on its head is that. No, you're the alien, so you're technically the bad guy. Well, so... So are you still really going to kill these aliens to push them out of their own land? Like, the gods gave you the technology to fight the Hundans on their planet. So what's at stake for these people? Yeah, you could just wipe us out. What's the issue? Exactly. So we don't understand the balance of what's happening. Why... The humans were allowed to create these outfits that would stave off the Hunduns. My assumption is that the gods made a deal with the humans that said, you can have your own part of the land. 
and will give you the machinery to defeat the Hunduns if they try to invade your section that we've given you. Mm. But you're not allowed to seek us out. And I think that's why there was such a great debate over whether they should actually go to the Hunduns to destroy mm. them. Because a lot of the sages knew that that would cause the gods to be angry. My assumption is that the sages agreed because it would sacrifice Yitin and Shimin. Oh. So they never expected any of them to come back alive. Yeah, they're like, okay, two birds, one stone, we'll kind of do this and we'll get rid of these guys that could cause trouble. They wanted, this is my guess, is that they wanted Yitin and Shimin to die. They wanted the black tortoise to do it. So black tortoise, white tiger would come back and they would be now the top ones that they could control. Mm, Yeah, because like, They have families. They have notoriety. Everybody is familiar with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like maybe we can sacrifice White Tiger if they get too uppity. Yeah. But Shimin and Jietian need to die. They are not going to be convinced. And then Black Tortoise and White Tiger could come back and be like, it's so much worse than we thought. And no one would be convinced to go force an attack again. That's true because there were no drones. Right. Over there either. Exactly. Yeah. So I really think. They could have written the narrative however they wanted. I think they were never meant to win. It was only because she found the emperor and the yellow dragon that she was able to win. And they weren't expecting that. So I think we're going to find some deeper plot in the second book. What I'm scared of (coughs) is like um, when Zetian was like... Shimin better not be dead. He better not be. When uh, Zetian was like going to do the McNasty with Yijab the first time, he had like tattoos all over his body. Oh yeah. And then... He's like, oh, I'll tell you some other time how I got these. And Zetian's like, uh, I actually don't know you that well. So now I'm like, ooh. What do the tattoos mean? What's going on here? He killed his dad pretty easily. And he right. didn't have as much of, like, vengeance as Zetian. So now I'm like, okay, what what are your motives? Like, are you using her? Like, I hope not. Because you do also find out um, Shimon's story a little bit more. You find out that the reason he murdered his brothers was because there was a woman in the village who was really nice to him and he looked kind of like a brute. So everybody was afraid of him except this one girl and his brother and his little brother ended up sexually assaulting her. Yeah. And like, and he came home to it. Mm. So he killed both his brothers. And then when his dad came home and found out what he did, he killed his dad too. And Zitian, she was like trying to, when they were first sharing the room, she's like, you're going to do this to me. And she's like, Shimon's like no I killed my brothers for that yeah and you know everyone who says that you know we don't have any control yes you do because I saw my brother while he was doing it and he looked back at me and smirked and he knew exactly what he was doing and so you get Shimon's background you get Zietian's background you don't get Iju's background Mm -mm. like you you know he's a fifth son you know his mother was a concubine that his dad ended up killing because she didn't smile enough at a banquet (laughs) Yeah, that's how his mother died. She wasn't happy enough at a banquet, so his dad killed her. So you know he's a fifth son. You know that he was only recently really, like, accepted as his son. Yeah. Like, publicly. Basically after the whole, like, chi transfer thing. Yeah. And, like, even his dad is like, oh, my God, Yuja, here's some robes with lightning strikes on it. Because now you're, like, super You're my family. Yeah. And so... There's more to him than I think we're getting. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to really dive in. Because through the book, he's really painted as like this soft boy, kind of delicate. Also, like, he, he, 
it's rare to get someone who doesn't seem to have any flaws. Right. And so now I'm just like, oh, You're a little no. too perfect. Oh, no. And I really... But your entire body's tattooed. I'm scared that in the next book, Zietian's going to let that cloud reality and bad stuff's going to happen because she's like, not my Zietian, you know? So... Yeah. I don't know. But the, the love triangle that wasn't like... An actual, Twilight. like, Ugh. Twilight, Hunger Games, all those different Just, I was, like, squealing inside. I was like, this is amazing! We can all love each other and it's fine! Yeah, because I was watching um, uh, Giron's YouTube videos about the historical thing Context. with yeah. uh, Wu, And one one person in the history, he he never married anyone, but he had, like, a like a assistant person that he was like into sexually. I guess being gay back then wasn't a big deal because at the end of it all, as long as you um, did your filial piety, married a woman, had your kids. As long as you had a woman to have kids with, yeah, it was fine. No one cared what you did on the side. No one cared about your hobbies to the point where I think someone had killed him and he totally was like in mourning for a long time. Like he made all of his staff mourn the person for like months. So like... I like that it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't like another conflict that we had to deal with. And they do mention that being gay is not exactly accepted in this um, futuristic society, but it's not crazy. It's just not accepted because you're expected to marry a woman and bear children. Yeah. And so that was interesting. Yeah. But I really hope that they didn't introduce this just to uh, kill one of them off. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Like, you gave us a trifecta and you're going to murder one of I them. I know, right? Two great guys and a super awesome chick. Come on. Yeah, so this book was really good. What would you give it? I would give it 4.5 out of 5 mecha suits. Mm. I think the 0.5 for me is only taken off because it is very YA. Mm -hmm. So it is written in a certain style that's a little bit young, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away from the enjoyment you get from the story. Yeah, like the context and the plot, like, is very impressive. Yeah. Like, you know, writing style aside, absolutely. And the writing style is fine. I did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's just some of... Some of the descriptions are a little on the cheesy side, just a little, like a smidge of cheesiness, just a, just a dash. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from anything. It yeah. doesn't overpower the story where you're like rolling your eyes. You're like, mm, I wouldn't picture someone saying that there, but it is what it is. Yeah. What would you give it? I would give it five vermilion birds out of five vermilion birds. Nice. I think there wasn't one part of the book that I was like, ugh, I don't want to read that. And it's, that hasn't It happened. was very gripping. Yeah, I haven't experienced that in a long time. And that alone, I'm like... It's a page turner for sure. It's like, wow, okay, yeah. Uh, this is something that I could see myself reading again. Because I've enjoyed several of our other books, but I think this is the first one where I was like really gripped into like, oh my God, what is going to happen yeah. next? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It was just so and the, immersive. It was incredible. I think for me, the climax really held up. Mm, exactly. Because I, I look back at Lakewood, mm, where the climax was a little disheartening, where it was kind of like, wah, wah. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. 
But in this book, it holds up. It's like, you're expecting a big battle. You get a big battle. I was scared because, like, the climax is only, like, 50 pages. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And nothing ever felt rushed either. And the cliffhanger isn't as annoying as you think it is. It blows your mind, but you're still, like, on the edge of your seat. She's accomplished so much already. So you're just like, all right, next adventure. Let's do I'm it. I'm ready. I'm ready to take it on. Yeah. So I'm pumped to see what happens with Zia next. Yeah. Um, you're on. This book was incredible. Super proud of you. Well-deserved accolades. Congratulations. Love your YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, actually. Yeah. This book was awesome. Yes. So that was it for this month's book. Yeah. Iron Widow by Jiran J. Zhao. And next month's book will be added again at the end of the podcast. I think that's just what we're going to do now because we never decide in time. So I just wanted to add that the book that we're going to be reading for next month is going to be Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. If you're interested in reading along with us, that's the book that we're going to be reading. I'm just like... Where do we go from here? What's going to make me feel things again? I want to... Each month I want to feel something. This book... I just want to... It was so good. So good. So we'll add a little addendum at the end of this podcast and that'll be our next book. But um, until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Novel Idea Podcast. Twitter, Novel Idea Pod. Website, Um, NovelIdeaPodcast.com. Yeah. TikTok, Novel Idea Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere at Novel Idea Podcast. You can follow us. uh, Questions, comments, concerns. Any recommendations are welcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.